The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement unities. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Hello. Happy New Year, and welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I know that you had a wonderful Christmas, Hanukkah, or whatever different holiday season you celebrate, along with a wonderful New Year, knowing that 2013 is your year because every year is your year because every month is your month because every week is your week and because every day is your day because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So today we're just going to be in the consciousness of understanding that as we go forward, knowing that this is going to be the year that you push through to your breakthrough. This is the year that you have the realization of your own innate God nature. In other words, you get in contact with your own inner spirituality, the presence and power of God in you. And through the recognition and realization of the presence and power of God in you, you will transform your life. Just as a reminder, we are in the midst of a series called Keys to the Kingdom. And Keys to the Kingdom is a series that is based on the Sermon on the Mount given by Jesus, which is found in the Gospel of Matthew, chapters 5 through 7. I want to make sure that we understand that because this is the last show on the Sermon on the Mount. This is the last show for the series called Keys to the Kingdom. Now, we left off in chapter 7, and I'm just going to pick up where we left off. And we'll just go forward from there. If you have any questions, like always, you can call me at 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489 to make sure you have an opportunity to ask questions, make comments, share, or whatever, you, because it is great when I hear from you. It lets me know that you're getting it. It lets me know that the audience is out there. I know there are people listening. The producer person tells me that there are people listening every week. I just want to make sure that I have an opportunity to connect with you. Now, starting at Matthew chapter 7, verses 15 through 20. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorns or figs from thistles? In the same way, every good tree bears good fruit, but bad trees bear bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will know them by their fruits. Now, this has many levels. Obviously, when we're dealing with it from a literal level, Jesus is talking about folks who pretend to be one thing and they're really someone else. In other words, you know, we use the term now still based upon this scripture, a wolf in sheep's clothing. So a person is pretending to be a a, a sheep, in other words, peaceful, docile, uh, non-violent, non-confrontational, no drama, etc. But then when you engage them, you find out that they're really a wolf and, and they're up to no good. 
then there's a dynamic of understanding that it also can mean people who just continually give false report. In other words, there are people who intentionally lead people astray. You know, you start thinking about some of the uh, religious movements that have happened throughout the centuries, even in, in the last 100 years or 50 years, you know, um, where people follow a leader who has um, influenced them to believe in certain things that are not necessarily consistent with with um, everyday living. In other words, to give a, a great example, I can remember a, a, um, watching the TV when, when a preacher had told the people that the end of the world was going to happen on a particular day. So he told the people to um, sell their homes and um, quit their jobs and come to the church and pray because the rapture was happening that day. I believe they even sold the homes. I don't know. I think some of the people sold their homes to the church. I'm not sure. And as I was watching the news story, because the news actually went, the the, uh, news crew went to the church to see what was going on. And I can remember saying to myself, if the world is coming to an end, why do I need to sell my house? And why do I need to quit my job? Because there will be no house and there'll be no job. And if I'm taken away and left here, then what difference does it make anyway? Anywhere it goes, it doesn't matter. See, but a person will convince people to do things like this, and it strips them of their ability to think rationally. So we want to make sure that when we are dealing with folks, that we are aware that there are people who will get false reports for various reasons. Some people who have nothing but the best intentions are just – but. They're just led astray. So be careful of whose report you listen to. Be careful of those who, and when you start talking about false uh, false prophets, that could be people who are, who who spread gossip and lies on purpose. Uh, people who you know can backstab and etc. That's one level of it. But when we start dealing with it from the level of metaphysics, now we start dealing with it deeper. Emmett Fox wrote. There's no such thing as undemonstrated understanding. And what that means is what we know, we show. And the false prophet metaphysically is any false belief, any thought, any concept, any feeling that is inconsistent with the truth of your own being. With the, if it's not, In other words, if it's not true about God, it's not true about me. So. We have to be aware that we have the false prophets of our own self-doubt, frustration, anxiety, fears, uh, anger, etc. That are that talk to us in our own heads. These are our own thoughts. These are our own feelings, and they lead us astray when we allow them. But we need to be more aware of the type of thoughts that are going on, the type of conversations that are going on in our heads. Because as Jesus said, you will know them by their fruits, like grapes gathered from thorns or figs from thistles. In the same way, every good tree bears good fruit, but the bad tree bears bad fruit. In other words, when these type of thoughts and feelings, you know, ideologies, ideologies, et cetera, pop up, how do you feel? Do you feel empowered, strong, whole, peaceful, prosperous, loving, or do these thoughts pull your energy down Do you, and you're feeling doubtful, frustrated, anxious, fearful? Um, uh, what's another word I want to use? Uh, indecisive. See, judge those thoughts and feelings by the fruit that they bear. See, because if you're, if you're thinking a certain way, then it shows up. In, in 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 your energy levels, but it also pulls in certain type of experiences. When I think this certain thing and say these certain things and do these certain things, what shows up? When I do the other, what shows up? Judge the tree by the fruit it bears. See, our dominant thinking patterns dictate our behavior, words, and our life experiences. So we have to learn how to look at the results of our thoughts, beliefs, feelings, words, actions, and reactions. The results tell you the type of energy behind your mental and physical activity. What am I saying? I'm saying over and over again, a good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a good tree bear good fruit. 
and thoughts of of wholeness and peace and love and joy bear fruit like its own nature fruits uh and thoughts of frustration and anxiety and indecision and fear and anger and and hate and all of that stuff they bear their own fruit as well in other words you can always tell Uh, where you are in consciousness by one noticing how you're feeling. You can even feel it in your body and then seeing what's going on around you. See, I think it's okay to say, I choose to feel good. I choose to be happy. I choose to be free. I choose to be love. I choose to be at peace. Those, that choice in and of itself will have its own byproduct. In other words, it will have its own fruit. In other words, there are going to be people who will try directly or indirectly to push your buttons. You can choose to be peace. You can choose to be love. You can choose to be joy. You can choose to be whatever strong or whatever you want it, you want to be. The key point of it is this. There's no such thing as undemonstrated understanding. Therefore, once you get that, once we get that, we move forward from that space and we start evaluating life and say, you know what? That doesn't give me what I want. And thinking like that doesn't give me what I want. And feeling this kind of way doesn't give me what I want. And saying these type of words don't give me what I want. And acting this way doesn't give me what I want. And reacting this way doesn't give me what I want. You know, and the thing about it is, what's what's funny about human behavior is, we will rather be right than happy, whole, healthy, and prosperous. We can be right and feel like crap. Excuse me, I don't have a better word for that. Have you ever won an argument and then felt horrible? Because what did you really win when you're harming the people that you love? You know, you know, you won the argument, you're huffing and puffing, you you know, you you you've you got your point across, and but you took a knife and stuck it into the heart of the relationship. Now what? You're right, but in pain. You're right, but you've harmed someone that you love. You're right, but now you got a broken situation and experience. What difference does it make? I'm not saying that that integrity and 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 doing things properly um should be set aside. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is we get a sense of fulfillment out of winning and overcoming and dominating other people. We have we get a we get a high from right. There's a high that goes along with that. And I'm using that obviously metaphorically. But it's a high in going on and being right and, and without judging the type of words that are coming out of our mouths, which are based upon the thoughts and the feelings that we have that destroy Sometimes the very thing that we say we desire. You know, I often joke that, you know, many people come to ministers to pray about a job that they ask the minister to pray that they get. But so be careful of what you say. You know, Reverend Ike, uh, who, who's very, very, who was a very, very funny teacher, as long as being a powerful metaphysician and obviously a master demonstrator of truth, in my opinion. Uh, stated that uh, never, never curse the rich or you'll never be one of us. And his point was that you don't talk against somebody else's prosperity. You only speak up yours. Why? Because a good tree bears good fruit and bad trees bear bad fruit. In other words, if I'm talking about what they have and what I don't, I'm reinforcing in my own consciousness what I don't have. And what somebody else has. And I'm creating a line um, 
of uh, separation between my good and somebody else's ability to have good, somebody else's ability to have health, somebody else's ability to have wealth, etc. So, in other words, my language, my conversation needs to be about how God is blessing me because God is no respecter of persons. And if God can show up as prosperity in one person's life, it can show up, God can show up as prosperity in my life as well. Let's keep that in mind. Now, uh, I, again, I want to hear from you, 888-558-6489, just to, you know, let me know that you're out there, etc. I also want to let you, remind you, excuse me, I also want to let you know that Christ Universal Temple is in Chicago, Illinois. If anybody is listening to this show for the first time, Christ Universal Temple was founded in 1956 by the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman as a ministry designed to teach people how to live better lives. Our senior minister is the Reverend Derek B. Wells, and we live stream our Sunday services from 10.30 a.m. to 12 noon uh, every Sunday, Central Standard Time. So join us online, and if you're in Chicago, we would love to see you. Stop by. You know, we'll love you up and you'll want to come again. It's a wonderful experience. But make sure you have, that you take time to check us out online. Go to our website at www.cutemple.org. That's C-U-T-E-N, excuse me, C-U-T-E-M-P-L-E dot org. So I want to make sure that you know that you have resources also on our website. It's a multimedia on-demand feature to allow you to see different videos that we have. And we also put many of those videos on YouTube. So you can also type in CU Temple on YouTube and find our page and see different lessons of Reverend Wells, uh, Reverend Coleman, um, different guest speakers, and obviously uh, uh, Galen McDowell. So we will, you know, definitely check us out. And then if you like the links, Copy them and send them to your friends. Share them so they can be empowered with the, this message, just like you've been empowered by it. Also, Unity Online Radio is supported by your donations, your love offerings, your gifts. So we, I'm encouraging you to please make sure that you click the donate button, help support this ministry. And I don't mean just this show. I mean Unity Online Radio so we can continue spreading this good news across the world many people don't have access to new thought churches some don't even have access to new thought books and i was talking to someone um last year who told me that a gentleman in africa walks 30 miles just to check his emails to try to stay connected and try to see if people can send them bibles and and books to read so you never know what might be feeding a person a, a person like that could Listen to this show or other shows on Unity Online Radio and take that material or take the information back to his congregation, which is basically sitting outside by the trees and speaking to uh, the people that go to his church. So we want to make sure that we make this available to everybody, whether they're in the Middle East, the East, South America, Africa, uh, or around the block just because they might not be exposed to this type of teaching. So make sure you take time to click the donate button and support Unity Online Radio. We will take a quick, short break, and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. If you've been inspired by the programming on Unity Online Radio, we hope you'll give your support so others may be inspired too. This online radio network depends on the love offerings of listeners to continue operating and expand its outreach. Please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you. Affirm the good that flows within you and stretch to reach your divine potential with daily inspirational messages from Daily Word. The path to God is not long or difficult or complex. Wherever I am, whatever I am doing, 
I pause and bring awareness to the one spirit that is within me. I open my mind to the thought of one creative energy enlivening me in the world. I open my heart to the one love that is the essence of life. This love, God's love, is within us all. Spirit needs no books or rituals, wealth or architecture to reveal itself. It is as intimate as a touch and as vast as the infinity of space. I am at peace in the simple knowing that wherever I am, God is. Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. A one-year subscription to Daily Word Digital Magazine with audio is only $9.95. That's less than three cents a day to start your day right, centered and connected to the truth within you. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com. When you truly understand the laws of the universe and live a life based on these profound and unwavering truths, then your dream life starts today. No more waiting. No more wandering. If you're ready to let go of the striving and move into the allowing, you are ready for everyday attraction on Unity Online Radio. We study the teaching of Abraham given to us by beautiful Esther Hicks, so we can release confusion for clarity, exchange struggle for serenity, and have the time of our lives today. Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and we're in the midst of a series called Keys to the Kingdom, based on the Sermon on the Mount of Jesus given to us in the Gospel of Matthew, chapters 5 through 7. Uh, we're in chapter 7 right now, and we're at Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 23. I will read them, and then we will get into them. Again, remember, you can call me at 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. And I would also encourage you to go back and listen to the previous shows on the Keys to the Kingdom so you can get a good overview of the message of Jesus, because I think when we study the Sermon on the Mount, we really get the gist of Jesus's teaching. I, I think that anybody who does an in-depth, detailed study of the Sermon on the Mount will really get what Jesus was about, what he stood for. When we understand the background, we understand the spiritual meanings, when we get into the culture, etc., we really can grasp it. I've given throughout this series some recommendations for reading if you want to pick up this study on your own so go back and listen to uh, the previous episodes I think you'll like them anyway Matthew chapter 7 verses 21 uh, to 23 not everyone who says to me Lord Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven but only but only one who does the will of my father in heaven on that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many deeds of power in your name? Then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Go away from me, you evildoers. Now, again, this is a good example of religious, spiritual, but most importantly, Jewish uh, um, use of metaphor. because. In the Jewish culture used many ways of explaining things, and they use a lot of symbolic language to uh, talk about basic things. Now, when we start dealing with this from a literal level, what this simply says is everybody that's talking spirituality really isn't. You know, everyone, you know, who's talking about religion and, and community isn't. We have to be, again, mindful, just like sheep's excuse me sheep's and wolves clothing we have to make sure that 
you know, just because people are talking about God does not mean they're acting godly. Uh, just because a person is talking about God, that does not mean that that is the central, central, uh, how do I want to say this nicely? Cause I was, that wasn't about to be, that wasn't nice. How I was thinking that. Anyway, let's put it this way. Just because a person is talking about spirituality, God, Christianity, whatever religious beliefs that you, you know, you know, believe in or, does not necessarily mean that they are coming from a place of peace, love, and integrity. So you have to be careful. Just because a person says, I did these works in the name of God does not necessarily mean that they are doing that. Many times it can be done in the name of ego. Now, we start talking about that we prophesize in your name and cast out demons in your name and did powers in your name. That's all, again, talking. That's all a lot of hyperbole. Only thing that means is we did all of these outer things in your name, uh, doesn't that make us Christian? Well, Jesus dealt with that when he talked about the Pharisees uh, later on in the Gospel of Matthew when he talked about how, you know, they strain a gnat and swallow a camel. In other words, you know, they were worried about the details of the wrong things. You know, all this outer religious piety without taking care of the heart, without treating people right, what and, and coming from a space of love, peace, and divine order. That's what makes you a disciple of the teaching. Not, you know, do you have the Bible? Do you dress the right way? Can you quote, you know, Ezekiel chapter 7, verse 24, or Jeremiah 31, 3 off the top of your head? But it's the life you live. Because you can do all of those things and not like people. But the problem comes into play is, as it is written in the Bible in uh, in First John, how can you say you love God who you've not seen and not love people who you do see? See, love of God shows up as love of God's creation. And that includes people. Now, Getting into a deeper metaphysical level of this, it means every religious thought isn't spiritual. False piety can masquerade as spirituality, but these type of mental constructs do not lead to higher spiritual awareness or heaven. In other words, you can't enter the kingdom of heaven or this level of higher spiritual awareness by doing just the outer things that look like you're give the 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 that give the or say to the world look I'm pious or I'm religious or I'm spiritual but really there's no interchange or transformation in the soul so I think it's really important to recognize that I have to work on my own inner soul work at a deep level because when I say I want to enter into the kingdom of heaven I'm not talking about when we die by and by I'm talking about this state of spiritual consciousness and oneness that allows us to realize that we're connected to the one presence and one power in the universe that with the very image and likeness of it and when we're connected to this state of consciousness this is the space where miracles can happen this is the space where healings happen this is the space where overcomings happen this is the space where prosperity demonstrations happen this is the space where that a way is made out of no way but you can't do that just because you have the out of false religious piety going on you know, just because you, you look the part does not necessarily mean that you are walking the spiritual path consciously. Now, we're all walking the spiritual path. That doesn't mean we're all conscious of it. So it's important for us to realize that as we're walking this path, this kingdom of heaven consciousness is available, but only to those who are really ready to trust their intuition, turn within, do the inner prayer work, do the meditation work, do the forgiveness work, surrender to God, and allow that process to transform them. 
Because if not, we're doing the outer things. But as Jesus symbolically said, uh, I never knew you. Go away from me, you evildoers. That's a way of saying you don't have access to this level of spiritual power and awareness at certain levels of consciousness. Can you imagine having the ability to demonstrate like Jesus at your current level of consciousness? What you might create, the chaos that could come out of you think it, you see it, and you demonstrate it immediately. No lag time. No, you know, you know. It, it reminds me of the movie with Jim Carrey called uh, Bruce Almighty. And Bruce Almighty, anything that Jim Carrey thought of, felt, or said automatically happened. The problem is this. If you have omnipotence, all power, without omniscience, all wisdom or intelligence, you have a problem. Because, you know, for instance, you know, he would get all the he was only controlling the city that he lived in. And people were writing prayers or saying prayers for to win the lottery. So he granted all of them the same wish the same day. So the say, for instance, the lottery was five million dollars. And five million people prayed to win the lotteries, and they all won the same day. So they won the lottery and only won one dollar. <laughs> so, so we have to be mindful that just because um, we're connected to the presence and power of God as the image and likeness or the self-expression of God doesn't mean that we have access to certain levels of consciousness to demonstrate the things that we want to demonstrate at a high, quick level. So we have to do the inner work. So when we access the power, we have the integrity to to actually demonstrate it. This is what is meant in the allegory of Adam and Eve when Adam and Eve are, are kicked out of the garden and then a, a guards are put, um, seraphim and cherubim, I believe, are there to guard the Garden of Eden so they can't reenter because a, a, a duality consciousness can't have access to that level of power. It just doesn't make sense. Now, moving on. Next scripture is Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain fell. The floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was its fall. Now, we have two separate stories here. This comes at the end of the Sermon on the Mount because the context is, okay, I've taught you this stuff now. You have a choice whether to use it or not. So Jesus gives the first choice of about a man who decides to use it. He says, everyone then who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on rock. Now, when you're living in that type of area, it is important where you build your house and what you build your house on. So this would have been really front and center for people in Jesus's day. But to this day, right now, we know that depending on the foundation of your house will determine, obviously, whether it will stand or not in inclement weather. Jesus is saying the same thing about our consciousness because consciousness is represented biblically as house many times. In other words, enter into my house or my temple or my whatever. So a wise man builds his consciousness on rock. What is rock? Rock is foundation. Rock is principle. Rock is truth. You know, as as Jesus told Peter, on this rock, I will build my church. 
this rock of truth, this rock of faith, this rock of conviction and trust in God. So he says the rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew on that house. Now, this story is telling us that it will happen, that maybe. You will have some experiences that happen, what we call the human experience, that seems as though the rain is falling, the floods are coming, and the winds are blowing on your consciousness. In other words, these outer things and our interaction with other human beings will at times, if we allow it, create stressful situations. Again, stress is not a thing. Stress is self-produced. So we have to build our consciousness on principle. So when things happen, when the illness possibly pops up, when the money, when it looks like more month than money, or when family members or loved ones or relationships are going awry or the job situation is not the way you want it to be, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We have to know God is the source of my supply. God is the peace of my soul. God is the love in my life. God, 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 no matter what, God is in charge. The government is on his shoulders. I leave it there. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Over and over again, we have to remind ourselves to build our consciousness on the rock the rock of spiritual principle. This is highly important because the floods will come and the rains will fall and the winds will blow on your life at times. Nobody has ever said that that if you walk the spiritual journey that nothing will ever, ever pop up. Anybody who says that is just not living in a world that makes sense. Because stuff happens. Now, we can get into a whole long conversation about why stuff happens, but when it's all said and done, stuff happens. Now, how we choose to deal with it, how we choose to handle it also matters. So, we have to handle it by building our life on the rock. Because if your house is not built on the rock, then you're like the second man. And it says... And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was its fall. Now, what is this saying? I've heard truth. I've taken the classes. I've read the books, etc. But I'm not practicing it. So when the situations come, the rain, the flood, the winds, and beat against your consciousness, your life will fall, and great is its fall. You'll run up against some stuff, and sooner or later, you're playing rope-a-dope, and a punch gets through, and you get knocked down. You get knocked down because you didn't build on the rock. Now, here's the beautiful thing. Even if you're knocked down, the moment you shift and decide to to stay on the rock, then all of a sudden the punches don't get through. Oh, they might hit your arms, but they don't get through. There are going to be situations and circumstances in life where you have to decide, I won't be moved. I won't be moved. See, because if not, when the rains come and the floods come and the winds come and beat against your consciousness, you'll fall. You'll, you know, you know, you know as they say, someone once wrote, every man has his price. You'll be bought out. You'll sell out. You'll sell yourself out. And we always sell ourselves out in many levels. Every time we believe something that's not true about us, every time we accept a negative report about ourselves, every time we don't live our own dreams, every time we don't try to to achieve our own goals, we are selling ourselves out. We're allowing the winds and the rain and the floods of life, the things that we're seeing, to be the deciding factor on what we do or don't do. But Jesus said, judge not according to appearances, but judge righteous judgment. Now, I'm going to take a 
a momentary break from the show so we can take another our last commercial break and I'll continue to talk about this particular scripture but I do want to remind you again you can still call me at 888-558-6489 and I also want to remind you that uh, Christ Universal Temple is a part of the Universal Foundation for Better Living and we're having a conference in July called Panorama of Truth go to www.ufbl.org check it out it'll be very powerful and I think it'll be something that you can benefit from we'll be right back with Truth Transforms what if you could experience vibrant health help heal the planet and be a great friend to God's animal kingdom through simple choices you make at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Authors Victoria and Adair Moran say you can do this easily, affordably, and deliciously in their new book, Main Street Vegan. Everything you need to know to eat healthfully and live compassionately in a real world. Loaded with practical tips, straightforward information, and fabulous recipes, Main Street Vegan will help you on your journey toward a plant-based diet. The perks include more energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, feeling younger as you grow older, and maybe even a boost to your spiritual life. Purchase Main Street Vegan from BN.com, Amazon.com, or your favorite bookseller. Celebrated Unity Minister and author Eric Butterworth tells us, The exciting thing is that wherever you may be along the way of unfoldment and self-realization, no matter what the problems or challenges you may face, there is always more in you, the mystery of God in you, the Christ in you, which means your potential for healing, for overcoming, for prosperity. There is no limit. Join us each week for Discovering Eric Butterworth, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Central Time with host Rev. Tom Thorpe. Right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. We are wrapping up the series, King, excuse me, Keys to the Kingdom, which is based upon the Sermon on the Mount given to us by Jesus. I was wrapping up talking about Matthew chapter 7 verses 24 through 27 and basically just saying this as to wrap up the consciousness of building your house on the rock or building it on sand, which is shifty. Uh, it's important that we realize that when we build our consciousness on things that are not true, when I mean true, I mean the truth about God, you know, is it eternal, permanent, enduring, etc. What we end up doing is like walking on a beach. Is You know, one of the things about walking on a beach is it's never even, it's never balanced completely. You're always in the process of adjusting because sand shifts. When you walk on stone or concrete, uh, a pavement is smooth. You can balance. You don't have to think about it. When you're walking on sand, you have to put conscious effort into walking because you can't always trust it. You don't know when it's going to dip, when it's going to be a hole or et cetera, or something's going to be in the sand. Well, when we have beliefs that are not based upon truth, it, it takes a lot of conscious effort to be in error. So while we're putting a lot of energy into things that are not giving us the fruit we desire we're not putting our energy on the things that will give us the demonstrations in life that we desire so only thing I'll say about this to wrap up this part is to say we must be in spiritual integrity with ourselves do the inner work I want to recommend another book 
to read that I think will be highly beneficial in walking the path. And again, this book isn't necessarily for beginners. So let me just put this right out there because it, it requires you to really chew on truth. The book is titled A Parenthesis in Eternity by Joe Goldsmith, A Parenthesis in Eternity. And basically it's about living the mystical life. Really, what does it mean to build your house on the rock? And he deals with some real tough stuff in this book about really what does it mean to walk the path? And if it's something that you feel as though that you can benefit from, I would suggest you buy it. You can order it from the CUT bookstore. Uh, call the bookstore 773-568-1666 or order it online or however you get books. But I would strongly suggest that you get it if you want to walk the path. It has nothing to do with the Sermon on the Mount. But it has everything to do with walking the path, and that matters. Finally, the scripture says to wrap up the Sermon on the Mount. Now, when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were astonished at his teachings, for he taught them as having as one having authority and not as their scribes. Now, when you're in a certain level of consciousness, Power and authority go along with it. In other words, when you when you are involved with things, the spirit of God shows up in a very strong way. See, Jesus taught as one having authority because he knew who he was. When you know who you are, you speak with authority, you act with authority, and people respond. Now, that doesn't mean everybody will respond positively because obviously Jesus had people who didn't like him. He had detractors. He had people who did not believe in what he was talking about. He had people who tried to diminish him. Obviously, he had people who wanted him dead and and who accomplished that. The thing about it, though, is they were astonished at his teachings. Now, you know, it's one thing to say they liked his teachings, but they were astonished, astounded, excuse me, not astonished, astounded by his teachings. Now, when you are in a certain space, you bring a peace, a love, a consciousness of prosperity or whatever to a space that's not there. Watch how when you engage into a space, how things around you shift. You got to realize anytime you go into a setting, either the setting adjusts around you or you adjust to it. Sidney Poitier uh, once wrote that when two people are walking, something unconscious happens. Either you speed up to keep up with the pace of the person you're walking with or they slow down to your pace. But don't miss that. Either you speed up to their pace or they slow down to yours or vice versa. What it's saying in the long run is this. When you are walking in authority, mastery, dominion, when you're walking in your Christ light, what ends up happening is you start to transform space. Matter of fact, and this is funny, but it's, it, I believe it's factual. At times you agitate space because when you step into truth, when you step in with truth and being truth, it agitates those who are not in truth. You can literally be the point of frustration for somebody by just being in truth and speaking truth. And acting from truth. Because when a person wants you to be in a certain level of consciousness with them and you refuse to engage it, it frustrates them. So be the space like Jesus when he says when he finished saying these things, the crowds were astounded at his teachings. Let people be astounded by your example. Astounded by your peace. Astounded by your love. Astounded by your joy for living. Astounded by how you treat people. Astounded by how you talk to people. Astounded by how you live truth. Astounded by the faith you have in God. Astounded. Let them realize that you're coming from a place of authority 
not as a person, as they say, as describes a person who who talks about it. But we're coming from a place of people who live it, who practice it. Allow your crowd to be astounded by your practical application of truth. Now, that's a lot to chew on, and I realize that. But you're capable because of who you are. Because again, Jesus said you're the light of the world. Jesus said you are the salt of the earth. You have the ability within you right now to be the space for transformation in your own life. You have the ability within you right now to change everything on a dime if you decide. And shift your life to, and start heading in a new direction. As scripture says, all things have passed away. Behold, I make all things new. But you can only have new things when you have new thoughts. You can only have new things when you have new thoughts. Because Consciousness will demonstrate itself, or as Amy Fox wrote, there is no such thing as undemonstrated understanding. So, this basically wraps up keys to the kingdom. Hopefully, you have received something that you can live and practice. Listen to over and over again, meditate on it, pray on it. And if it's something within it that you feel as though is beneficial, share it with others. Let people know about the show. Share the downloads. I know many of you all download the shows later. We only have a certain amount of people who listen live, but the majority of the people download the show. Therefore, pass it on to people. If you have something that you feel as though has uh, benefited you from this message, pass it on to someone else. Why? Because we want to make sure that everybody has access to this truth that really does transform lives. It really does. Now, going forward, I'm praying about next week, um, leaning towards teaching the book of Revelation, metaphysically, excuse me, the book of Revelation, metaphysically interpreted. I'm leaning towards that. I haven't made a decision yet because I'm either going to do that or I'm going to do universal laws. Um, I'm, I've gotten responses for both. So I'm praying on it. If I do the book of Revelation, it will be probably 25 weeks. It would take that long for me to do it the way I would want to do it because I would do it literally chapter by chapter plus some overview stuff, etc. The book of Revelation literally for me could take a whole year if I really wanted to be detailed. So I'm praying on that because I know that that, you know, they say the devil is in the detail, but being new thought, I'm going to say the Christ is in the detail. And I want to make sure that if I do it, that I can do it in a way that I feel as though is beneficial to you all. And if I do universal laws, that'll probably take more or less, maybe about 11 weeks. Um, so I'm praying with it. Uh, uh, so anyway, I want to remind you that you can go on www.cutemple.org and listen to the live stream of Christ Universal Temple, and here our senior minister, the Reverend Derek B. Wells, as he gives powerful lessons. Matter of fact, this Sunday, we're starting a new lesson series titled Better Living from A to Z. Better Living from A to Z. And he's going to actually go from A to Z, literally, talking about ways in which we can live a healthy, happy, and prosperous life. It's going to be very powerful, and we want to make sure that we have every opportunity to let people know what we're about. Also, I do want to let you know that you can also get some information. The church is having a Stop the Violence concert, and we're bringing some uh, positive young artists to come in and listen to uh, 
to come in and perform while Reverend Wells talks about stopping the violence in our communities. And uh, we're going to bring in um, uh, Biggie Simmons and OMG Girls and this uh, gospel choir, local gospel choir called Joshua's Troop. It's going to be fantastic on January 9th. So if you have any kids who live in the Chicagoland area, this will be something that I think will be very positive for them to come out, come to a nice, safe environment in church and live and learn how to live, thrive and go forward in life powerfully. With that, we're going to close the show for this week. Love you all. And we'll be back with you next week with Truth Transforms. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. Winfrey says that Eric Butterworth's book, Discover the Power Within You, changed her perspective on life and religion. Maya Angelou quotes Emily Cady's Lessons in Truth as she recalls her own spiritual awakening. What do these books have in common? They are Unity Classics. Join Reverend Laura Beth Gilbreth, Minister of Unity Transformation, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books. Each month, you'll be able to follow along and contribute your thoughts, questions, and ideas as we examine a different classic Unity book. From Charles and Myrtle Fillmore to Eric Butterworth, Emily Cady, and beyond, experience the foundational teachings of Unity. Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books. Thursdays on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Reverend Dr. Thomas Shepard shares this from his book, Good Questions. We are here to learn, grow, experience, savor, exalt, cherish, create, and to use our connection with that mind to make safe decisions. We are here to share, to be fruitful, and to multiply the good over and over again. Centering on the divine within, we become still and realize that whatever happens, we are still one with God. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. think you know all you want to know about the characters in the Bible? Do you know who could be called the king who loved too much? Or what it means to be a Jezebel? Or that the best love story in the Bible begins with the declared commitment of two women? The Bible's symbolic meaning can help you transform your life and discover the presence and power of God within you. Find out what these characters can teach you about your own life today by tuning into Biblical Power for Your Life. Each week, co-hosts Reverends Karen Tudor and E.J. Niles present a Bible character from a historical, cultural, psychological, and symbolic perspective. Your comments and questions are part of this lively discussion. Tune in every Thursday at noon Pacific, 
3 p.m. Eastern, and power up your life only at Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on The Next Room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.